Welcome to Blockbusted, the movie review podcast where we are huge fans of Sunlands, but not because we are lizards. I'm definitely not a gecko Mitch. And I'm Jazz. And today we are looking at Rango and Godzilla Minus One. I freaked out a little bit. Well, I, I forgot that we, you dropped, you know, some little funny zingers for the intro yeah, and I'd... I panicked. And I had one actually prepared, but the oh, music no. starts. It's all, a, it's all a flurry. Yeah, that's why I have it written down because I know for a fact, like I know this intro off by heart. I mean, beyond the jokes because the jokes change every week. Mm-hmm. But I know the intro down off by heart, but I know for a fact the music starts, I'm going to just like blank completely. I blacked out. I actually blacked out just now. Yeah. It's actually an, it's like a, it's a, it's a liminal experience, you know, like auditorial, a liminal experience. An auditory roofie. What? (laughs) What was that? Okay. I mean, yeah, if you want to go that far, yeah, we drug, we drug our guests on this show, but via audio, it's like, um, do your brain. Yeah. You know, uh, there's got to be a reference I can make here. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you can do it. Come on, think. There's there's a there's a bunch of things where, like sound like controls people, but I Pied can't Piper. remember. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do um. Let's just do Kingsman. I you know how like they make them go all violent at the end of Kingsman using like the noise from the phones. Good. Yeah, it's like that. Good one, Mitchell. Woo! That's me high fiving myself. Hello, everyone, to this dysfunctional episode of Blockbusted. Today, we're talking about lizards. We sure are. Big and I small. I love lizards. I love lizards. I'm, I'm a big I fan. Mean, I'm not big on reptiles, really. I could live without them, but they are fun to watch. Not big. You're not big on lizards, did you? Oh, reptiles, did I know, you say? Awkward. Yeah, I'm... Um, more of a mammal girl. I mean, look, I... My favorite favorite animal of all time, red panda. That's my f- absolute favorite animal because they are really cute and they're so freaking dopey. Like I don't know how they lived in the wild, but they shouldn't have because have you seen them? They just kind of like fall over at every inconvenience, and I feel that on a spiritual level. They're very uh, cute. To help. But for a long time, my favorite animal of all time was the komodo dragon, which is like you know the massive mm. lizard. He's so cool, yeah. dude. Oh. Yeah, Did you know Komodo dragons can run real quick? I know. <laughs> and they can climb <laughs> and they can swim. <laughs> they can climb like and they can the... swim. But they actually have Jump bacteria. They have bacteria in their mouth. So if you get bit by a Komodo dragon, but it doesn't kill you, you're actually dead anyway because the uh, the bacteria in the mouth screws you up and it, it eats away at you. It's like it's messed up. It's pretty cool. Well, they haven't but got a vaccine unique. for that yet? Oh. I don't believe that's how it works, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. Well, I guess it's like rabies. You get the shot after, right? Or do you get a... God, I shouldn't you, know this. You should have a shot before with rabies. But it, well, we don't need to know this because in Australia, we don't have rabies. Are you sure? I guarantee sure? I guarantee it. I swear. We don't have rabies my dad Australia. got bit by a dog and he had to go to the hospital to get a rabies. Did he get te- shot. did he get maybe a tetanus shot? Oh maybe it's tetanus. We have tetanus. What? We definitely have tetanus. We definitely have tetanus, but we don't have rabies. Do you remember getting a tetanus shot at school? 
I remember so getting painful. a lot of shots, but my mom didn't want me to do it at school. Any vaxxer, whoa. No, 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 no. Oh, hey, whoa. We we whoa get hey, let's not besmirch my goddamn mother, all right? She is not an anti vaxxer. Neither of my parents are, and I'm not one either. I got my vaccines. I just didn't do it at school. All right, all right. Get a my little mom, defensive there. I am defensive. I will I'll arc up. I'm I'm ready to fight. You you call my mother's honor into question, I'm gonna I'm a whoa, why I order. Like I'm doing like little like fist <laughs> swell. Yeah, no, but um, I didn't do it at school because my mom thought that I was going to just get punched in the arm continuously where they did it because that's Aww. what happened to her in school. So she like, oh my she god, like, we're, we're doing it in, we're doing it at the doctor where the doctor lets me swear, which was funny. Anyway, spoiler alert for Ranger. What? Was that very much spoilers? What? What? Oh yes, very much spoilers. Sorry, I gotta be. I gotta be listening ears on. <laughs> Talking about clothes. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, no. So, spoiler alert for Rango and Godzilla minus one. Hey! All right. Rango, directed by Gore Verbinski, who's the guy who did a bunch of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I believe. Right. Uh, I saw I'm- that. I don't think he did the first one, or did he do the first one? He did do the first one. I'm dumb. He did the first three. Uh, and then released in 2011, it stars Johnny Depp, Isla Fisher, Ned Beatty, Bill Nye, Alfred Molina, and Timothy Oliphant. Jazz, what happened in Rango? What an all-star cast, I must say. It is a really good cast. So the story of Rango follows a lonesome lizard who is a pet who by sheer unfortunate series of events is stranded in the desert away from his owner and all that he knows um, and must venture to the town called Dirt. Very creative name, I must say. Um, Where he discovers himself, his own identity, um, the idea of like hero's journey. He faces some some creatures some creepy crawly creatures and essentially saves dirt from um thirst from dying of thirst dehydration even yeah hell yeah it's it's, yeah it's a really good it's a great movie it's a very simple plot it is what happens during that plot is what makes it cool and interesting yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's kind of got like those deeper meanings of like finding yourself and yeah, like the paths that you take that lead to the journey of your life. It's very, it's like surprisingly deep for, you know, what's supposed to be a kid's movie. It's really surreal and like whack in a way. Because yes. I mean, Goldvinsky, totally having done, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Pearl? Pearl? Black Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. That movie is pretty straightforward as an action adventure type thing. It's pretty chill. But then you look at stuff such as the second Pirates of the Caribbean and then even the third one, it gets really odd in what they, in what happens. Like the, uh, they just kind of. Like, like, there's like the whole scene where Jack Sparrow in number three, spoilers for Pirates of the Caribbean, by the way. Uh, it's a. It's been over 20, it's almost been 20 years. Yeah, catch up, catch up. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's the 20th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one this year. So there we go. 
Others ones, obviously not, because they came out later. But yeah, so in the third one, there's that scene where Jack Sparrow is dead in like Davy Jones's locker, and there's all the sand, and and then he's kind of just imagining himself, and it gets really bringing back a word from the intro, uh, like liminal, and uh, it just gets really odd, and it's pretty creative. That scene, I feel like this whole movie though, because it's the same kind of desert look. Because you know when they, he first goes into the desert, I went, oh, "It's like Davy Jones is a locker," and then I clicked on the fact that this is the same director. And I mean, he's got a little—he's an auteur, you might say. Oh, oh, he's got a style. He does his things. Hey. He's artistic. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Like, because did you know how like they made this movie? It was kind of interesting. Every actor kind of was doing mocap and all that, and they would be mm. in space and like they'd be doing what you know Johnny Depp constantly you know had like a lizard face on or whatever and he'd walk around like a square space and be doing the actual actions that Django Django Rango would be oh wrong movie um very wrong very different I mean they're both westerns right honestly true (laughs) no sorry uh Rango uh would walk and you know so you know Rango was a very uh what's it called animated character not in the fact that he's animated but he's a very active character and what he's doing yes. and and but that was a lot of that i think was built off of what johnny depp was doing in in his mocap sessions and mm-hmm. and how he would move around those basically which is not how yeah. a lot of animated movies are done i mean obviously there's some that act like that and yeah classically what's his name andy circus is like really famous for it but yeah i just think mm-hmm. that's it's kind of interesting yeah what did and- you, oh. Ooh. It's all good. You, no, you, well, I, I, gonna... so I watched Rank. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Say, you say go. Just piece. go, man. Just go. Just, no, just I, go. I was Get just trying. I was just trying to ask you a question, but you had things locked and loaded to say, so you go for it, man. You go. No, <laughs> okay, no, no. The question was boring. You have things to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So I haven't watched Rango in I would say almost ten years. Did you watch when it came out? Like, sorry, like, was that when you I watched it? I feel like I watched it. Yeah, I feel like I watched it mm. when it was pretty new. And I watched it a few, I watched it quite a few times, I think. Like, I feel like I watched it at least two or three times before I have, like, rewatched it just, like, this week. Yeah. Um, Like, I really liked it. And, yeah, the first thing I noticed when I was watching it, which I have to admit, I did have a little cheeky edible just to really immerse myself. What's an edible, Jazz? In, What's an edible? Um, <laughs> It's something you eat that oh, it opens your chakra. For your chakra. <laughs> your sh- chakra. chakra. Is it chakra or chakra? Sh- I don't chakra. I don't know. I've, the only so, time I've heard that word w- was in uh, Last Airbender, and they said it both ways in that. Chakra. The good one, chakra. not the bad I one. I think both are valid. Both are valid. Anyway. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, my God. I need to get the point. James Christ. The nah, first no, thing I noticed was that the animation, the animation was so was so good like it is just watching it i was like that's this is like 12 years old and the quality of it is like damn like just the quote like just like the scales on his skin and like the movement and everything i was like really impressed because yeah 12 years old everything starts to get a little dated well, let me take you know, a look what else came out now. what came out in 2011 um Animated yeah, let's, let's find films. something to reference. But yeah, uh, well, oh, Tintin, The Avengers of Tintin came out. <gasps> man, which the is, um, 
the live not live action the like it's like the super realistic looking one yeah i really like that movie too Uh, i guess guess that was the year for like impressive animation maybe well it's those two and then you've got nomeo and juliet i don't want to hear one bad thing coming to your mouth that movie is a treasure I watched it once, so. I've, I watched it so much in English class. I don't, probably because of the Shakespeare, the like very loose Shakespeare connection. Loose? So much. Loose. Oh, okay, like, yes, it's the same story, but like, <laughs> come on. This is, it, you know. It ends happy, which it gets no pretty Shakespeare cash. player does. Yeah. Uh, like, Kung Fu Panda 2. Uh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The first Puss in Boots movie, which was not very good. And they've listed Transformers Dark of the Moon under animation, which I think might be them having a funny because that movie is technically live action. Yeah. But anyway, so it's got, look, like there's some good animation in there, but yeah, I mean, Cars 2 is in there, so garbage. Uh, (laughs) I feel like this is kind of where they peaked with kind of trying to go as lifelike as possible and then they just kind of have remained to refining that ever since i say we mm. I, they i they being pixar and and the and disney because they've decided for a while we had these things we just had to be the most realistic like animation just had to basically look exactly like uh real life and there was no real point to mm. actually even make it animated for the stylistic choice at least so yeah, and I guess Rango, Rango and Tintin right up there, and then T- Rango has the help of actually being kind of stylistically interesting. That's the thing. Like, it's, yeah, it has got that realism, but it's also got like a real, like, flair to it. That so you know, it's not trying to be like incredibly realistic, like Tintin, but it's also like yeah, very unique from like yeah, Kung Fu Panda Two, which is just like typical animation. I don't know, computer generated, like computer. It's not drawn or anything. Typical. Typical. Sorry, Who's Kung Fu Panda it? Two is amazing. I don't know. Is what it? I actually about. don't know what goes on in the second one. First one, however, dude. Number two, Kung Fu Panda Two has that part where he gets blown out a window or whatever. This is spoilers. Sorry for Kung Fu Panda Two. He gets like blown out a window or whatever, and he's like dead in quotation marks. And then he learns that the main bad guy killed his <gasps> mom and stuff. And then you know he what? comes back, and and Gary Oldman Peacock is, is all. It's the, yes, the Peacock. I'm so sorry. I, that yeah, was a good one. Yes, come on, because then the Peacock I is all. I totally forgot about the all, Peacock. How did you get over the trauma? And and then he goes, "That's the thing, dude. You just gotta like move on, man." I, I scarred you for life. See, that's the thing, Shen. Scars heal. No, they don't. Wounds heal. Oh yeah, what do scars do? They fade, I guess. You can't focus on it, and then he goes, nah. And then that's and then his hubris kills him. Him being the peacock, not Poe. Poe yeah. doesn't die in that movie. Because there's a third one. Uh, oh, no, dude, no. You've, you've cursed it. I bet you, like, tomorrow we, like, open the newspaper. Jack Black <gasps> did it. No, don't even put that into the universe. He's, you that put that into the universe. You're the one I who's didn't. daring the universe to kill Black Jack. Jack Black. <laughs> Black Jack. <laughs> The card, not the card game. No, they're gonna kill gambling. 
Uh, anyway, also I just want to point out Mars Needs Mums also came out this year. Oh but my god, I love that movie. I never actually saw it. I was just doing. I'm it as sensing a, bit. a theme. Every movie we're talking about, I'm like, love it. It's great. Maybe you just love. I feel movies. like I'm too much. Bi- I'm just biased. <laughs> you just with love every movie. movies, man. Nah, you just love Dude, movies. No, Mars Needs Mum. Mars Needs Mum has Joan Cusack in it, and right sobbed, sobbed. Really, it's really good. Yeah, it's about like a mother's love, bro. What about Rio? Also good. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good, I can tell. <laughs> like, that's a classic, but um, Nas Needs Mom was underrated. I feel like everyone hates Nas Needs Nuns. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Mars Needs Mom. It was an M&M It's because it's, um, it's bordering on Uncanny Valley, so everyone's like, it's weird. And I'm like, it is weird, but it's mm. also delightful. Intriguing. Very good. All right. But yes, anyway, back to the source material. Yeah, the actual movie we're supposed to be here to talk about. Yes, because yeah. I didn't see, I didn't think I saw Rango until maybe I was at least 17, 18 by the time I first really? saw it. I didn't see it for a while. Oh. I, I just, because when it came out in cinema, this was back when I was 11 when this came out. And I don't, that, that's going to, I mean, I've dated myself so many times on this goddamn podcast. <gasps> anyway, so. But, for real for real anyway uh miss max max is the same age as me uh yeah no so yeah he in in uh 2011 i was still pretty spooked by a lot of things and the trailer for this spooked me because there was a scary snake in it and man did i i get spooked by a snake and i went "Mm, no not for me thank you i had a really bad run with trailers for a bit as well because i saw the carline trainer trainer trailer when i was younger because carline came out you know when i was younger and that spooked Mm. the shit out of me man because i was uh, you know had the button eyes thing and and yeah no it's haunting leave my eyes alone ma'am no buttons on these eyes so when the rango trailer came out and there was a spooky snake on it i went mitchell will excuse himself from this one he's not gonna he's not gonna go he's gonna protect his face yeah i represent mitchell's best interests and he's just not gonna go to this and so i didn't see it for a while and then it kind of I'm trying to think. Did I watch it before the TikTok edits came out? Because I don't know if have you seen those edits. What? So there's a lot of edits where it's kind of showing his growth, but in a real epic manner, and it kind of yeah. have like really cool music over it, and then it'll it'll have the same words where he goes, "It only takes one bullet. You, go, you ain't got the nerve." Try me. It only takes one book. You got that nerve. Try me. And then it has like a really cool song over it, and then it, and then and then it it shows other scenes from the movie of him being cool, which is very funny because he's not cool for most of the movie anyway. Though, I cannot so. believe that there's TikTok edits of Rango. Maybe I'm just on a Maybe weird end of TikTok. Yeah, I. I've not gotten to that. Point. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, now my feed's all Elden Ring edits. I don't know if you get Elden Ring edits. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just, mm, no. all right, cool, whatever. I'll just die. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just die. But anyway, so I, I don't know if I, I think I watched the movie before those. I saw those edits. And I, as I was watching those edits, I went, oh, maybe Ringo is really good. Because I think the first time I watched it, I was, 
I thought to myself, this is decent. This is fine. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, because the problem is that I don't know when I watched it. So that means I don't know if the Johnny Depp stuff was happening at that time. Because, you know, there was the there was the Johnny Depp stuff with Amber Heard. Yes, and I don't know case. if, so I don't, I don't know. That's the, I just don't know. Yeah. If only I had an app that could tell me, but I actually just don't want to look through my phone on while we're recording because that's bad podcasting. For being present. For being exactly. Present. I'm here to talk to you. There is a screen between us, but there's, it's, I'm not looking at a screen. I'm looking at you, but then also tilting my head to look at another screen. Damn, we really do be living in the digital age. Um, yeah. Point is, I didn't watch this when it came out. I watched this later when I was older, when I wasn't in the age group that was designed, this movie was designed for. And I think it's one of those movies that actually works a lot like early Pixar, where obviously a kid can watch it, but adults are going to get a decent amount from it too it's not something that you can it's not uh i'm trying to think of what a good example it's not like a minion movie where it's really just for the kids yeah uh you're not gonna as an adult you're not gonna get anything from it because there's a good story here as you mentioned as you mentioned before about personal growth and about coming into your own and because you know obviously he pretends to be the hero for a really long time and buggers it up but then he comes back with you know this renewed sense of who he needs to be and he kind of does it in his own way though but he still manages to be the hero so it's kind of like this idea of you know you don't fall you you might have to be part of a role but you have to kind of do that role in a way you can fulfill it you can't fulfill it Mm -hmm. in some way that doesn't suit you because that's just not how you work you need to work to your strengths and so instead of Mm -hmm. him being a a gunslinger he thinks his way through and he thinks like what needs to be done anyway i just thought it was really neat I just think they're neat. Yeah. And there's also that, like, the whole side story about, like, control the water, control them all. Like, that was also yeah. a very interesting sort of, like, topic about, like, class and, like, almost even, like, climate change sort of. I sort of got that vibe. It's very and, like, current and it's, it's yes. Yeah. You're so kind right. depressing. Like, the whole, the whole golf course. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, but... You you mentioned beforehand though that you had a bit of a a story to tell about this movie. And <laughs> yes, I was hoping you would come to it on your own, but now you're forcing me to bring it up no. for you. No, well, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to like you know jump no, into do it. it. Yeah, I thought Go we could talk about it a little bit first. We've been doing this for like about Got twelve you. to twenty Got minutes. You. I know already. you're excited <laughs> about it. Go on, I really I, I don't know story. if it's worth. I don't know if it's worth the hype. No, but you've hyped it up because when I when I hear Rango, like it's what I think of immediately. Gotcha. So. When I, I, quite a young age, like I want to say like seven to um, like 10 or 11, mm-hmm. I used to get um, like incredibly intense night terrors. And those night terrors would include like hallucinations, creaming, creaming. Oh, God. Oh, my So I, I'm fine with drugs. I'm fine with drugs, but I'm drawing the line there. I'm drawing the line there. Jazz. I was trying. I was trying to say screaming and crying. <laughs> creaming and scrying, man. Creaming and scrying. <laughs> so anyway, hallucination. Creaming. Stop. Fuck's sake. Screaming, crying, running around. Pissing my pants, literally. Um, TMI, sorry. Trigger warning, guys. Urine talk. 
And yes, it would be um, very traumatic for my parents and whoever whoever's house I was sleeping over at, I would get them. Anyway, um, so yes, Rango came out 2011. I would have been about eight. And um, I had, I still remember it, like a really vivid night terror that included Rango where mm. um, I hallucinated a stampede of those chickens that they ride. Oh, they are spooky. <laughs> they ride the chickens. And I was hiding under my bed with my teddy bear, like crying and wailing. Um, and yeah, that's the story. It's <laughs> really sad, it's, man. It's not even like that related to Rango. But oh my I never, goodness. I like never had a night terror about like a movie or anything. It, was, it would always just be like scary monsters or just like a panic sort of state. But yeah, Rango must have struck a nerve. It is sort of an unsettling movie. So I think just the visuals of it like must have just set me off. And yeah, it's a night terror I'll never forget. But don't worry, it's all character building. It's all character growth. It's not that sad. It's, we laugh about it now. Yeah, we can we can we can really make this podcast family friendly through it. I, I probably should have told you the, the story in advance before the podcast. No, no. Because <laughs> I, I don't mean, think you were prepared for what it was. I was I was prepared for it to be funny, not sad <laughs> it's kind of funny and no it's i think you made it funny by creaming not screaming <laughs> oh uh i'm 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 gonna have to figure out whether i'm beeping that out or not um <laughs> i have to I keep it in I right said it a lot. <laughs> i mean you can you can bleep out the, the creaming but then they're not gonna understand what we mean when we make other references to it <laughs> no more references the references are done the story is done. I mean, you can cut uh, the story out. To be honest, it's, it's nothing to write no, home about. In. It's it's part of the runtime now. I I I use <laughs> I'm I'm incapable of mentally cutting out the what hasn't been used with the timer that's currently running. So it has mm-hmm. to stay in. Otherwise, my uh, uh my my idea of how we long this podcast under. would be. Yeah, we can't go on that. We have to we at least hit an hour. Oh but yes. So that's that's will forever be burned into my memory is Rango. And into the listeners' memory memories too. Yeah. Never forget, guys. You're welcome. But I do love the movie. Like I'm not I'm mm. not like scared of it because of it. Like I rewatched it, loved it. And I I also wrote I wrote some more notes down while I was watching it. So oh hell yeah. It. Well I was gonna just quickly um, say some things that I found of course. weren't so good. <gasps> like I I what do you mean? What do you mean we talk negative about films in a film review podcast? Uh, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, I'm gonna just continue on with that. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't win this. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> some things I didn't enjoy. I just found it sags a smidgen. Um, kind of in the middle area. Um, I think. I think I don't. My least favorite part is kind of when. No, it's sorry, not kind of. It is when they go off to hunt down the water yeah like i understand yeah, i understand I, totally the, these, I understand to get the western idea you need to have the posse riding out and all that but what i kind of had an issue with is that that whole section while it technically serves the plot because you get these ideas of oh you think these guys are the bad guys you know the bandits and all that you 
okay, this might be in, this might be unfair on the film, but you kind of know that the mayor's the bad guy, right? Through how long it takes mm-hmm. for him to appear and how he sounds and how he talks immediately. Yeah. It is not it's not hard to realize he's the bad guy pretty early on, I think. And so when the movie takes basically what uh, what's a really long detour to track down these criminals who did break into the bank but stole nothing because it already the the water had already been stolen at that point in time and there's a whole extended fight sequence you know uh, chase sequence where there's you know which is pretty good it looks pretty True. good but it it's it's an extended sequence and there's a lot of time dedicated to riding out to find these people uh tracking down where they are then you know that 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 fight sequence uh, flat fight slash slash chase sequence then coming back for you to then go wasn't them it wasn't them and i i mean look that might be unfair to the film but for me it just kind of felt like padding it felt like it could be the the same effect could be done in a quicker more concise manner because the the film itself it's about what hold on let me just it's load. like an hour it's almost an it's hour, an hour 40 it's an hour oh. 47 or hour oh. 50 yeah sorry i was just Random. i was being exact you you were fine you were correct so like it's not long but i'm always I'm always a fan of a film that can tell itself as quickly as possible. And some films need to be told slowly and they need to, you know, be able to build suspense and stuff needs to happen. And I get that. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm I like slow films. I feel like that doesn't come across very well when I do these podcasts. I always complain about stuff not happening at the pace mm. I like, but then again, that's just it. I guess I, the perfect film has the perfect pace and I'm looking for that perfect pace and this film doesn't have it. So that's why I feel like yeah. it drags down. It drags there for a little bit and it just kind of lost me. I was still having fun though. And I still think the performances carry a lot of that dead weight. And it, But mm. the plot itself just seems to drag there, which I just found rough. I don't know. How about you though? Yeah, I can see what you mean by that. Like mm. the, that whole section is kind of like wasted time. But I also feel mm. like it's kind of part of the plot. Is that like sure. he thinks that he's doing the right thing or he thinks he's like, going out on an adventure but in reality like he just brings back disappointment like mm. the little possum girl you know he like promises he's gonna bring water back comes back and and then i think by then the snake shows up and then it's like it all just starts going downhill from there because like it doesn't go his way but i do agree it's a it's a slow burn i, d- I do think the snake shows up once he confronts the mayor maybe that's the issue maybe i just wanted more bill nye snake I think that's it. I just wanted Bill Nye Snake to be around more because he's awesome. I I love so Bill Nye, great. Uh, for people who don't know, he's the singer in Love Actually slash he's Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean two and three. Yeah, uh, he's great. He's so funny and Such just brilliant. He's, he's he's a good villain, but he's also just a good actor. And he's just not in this movie enough. He he comes just, in very late. He does, yeah, and. There's a lot of characters that are so brilliant because they're used so sparingly, and obviously, you know the the main folk, the main one that you can point to would be Hannibal Lecter has maybe what twenty minutes of screen time, maybe less even in Silence of the Lambs. Yet Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for it, so you know mm. there's that. But I just think that Bill Nye Rattlesnake was pretty awesome, and I wanted him in it more. Also, Timothy Elephant should have been in it more too. I love Timothy Elephant so much. But yeah, 
Uh, he was the spirit of the West, or the, the fake Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Timothy's great. Oh, he's so good. He, uh, for those who don't know, he's in Justified and also the Santa Clarita diet. Yeah, that's what I know him from. Uh, yeah, no, he's so good in Santa Clarita because he plays so against type in Santa Clarita as well because he's usually the tough guy. You know, he's the cool, tough yeah. guy and everything. And in Santa Clarita, he's just a dad. He's like a who, dad. He's a, he's a dad. He's like, he's like a bit squeamish as well. He's he's really funny. Yeah. But yeah, so you had so said good. you had some notes though. What notes do you have? Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, before we do this, I'm just going to run to the toilet. So oh, I'm my God. Ready to perform. I'm going to make some tea then. I'm going to make some tea. I'm just going to pause. I'm going to pause. And we're back. Okay, yes. We are back. We were never, we never left. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't have a tea now. It's hot. It's (laughs) hot. Me neither. I'm I'm not going to. Wait, so is that tea? Because you you were trying to tell me, but you were muted. (laughs) Yeah, I admitted myself. Um, For the the audience at home that that aren't seeing this, it's a... um, oat chai latte in a can oh my goodness is it like what? those boss coffees kind of type thing obviously but um, it's tea though yeah it's like yeah yeah it's a like can it's got you know like it's yummy minor figures cool. it's the milk brand oh love excellent love. we do love it yes but you have notes nope. yes we've refreshed our pipes and now it's back into it, it just <laughs> like this okay so the movie is surprisingly dark yes just in yes, general. So I had a couple, there was two highlights, actually three highlights. One was at the, two were at the very beginning, which was when he'd just fallen out of the, the tank and Mr. Tim's, his fish friend, was like flapping around on the road, yeah. like with his last <laughs> dying movement as the water dried up. I was like, that, yeah. that is so depressing, but like so clever to have like <laughs> a wind up fish like flapping yeah. around. And I loved that. And then the the rundown armadillo, like that <laughs> is crazy. Played that by to be Alfred like a, Molina, yes, I think. For that to be in a kids crazy. movie, like that's crazy to me. It is. It looks gross. Like the the it's bite so where, he's, where, he's, where he's actually bisected because I think it's just the skin stretched down, right? But it just mm. looks rank because he's so he's, gory. He's like squished as well. Oh, it's. It's nasty. Yeah, and he's like trying to trying to fold him back up. It's yeah, yeah, no, insane. Like they would not have that in a kids movie now. I don't think no. so. No, it would just be too like too much outrage. But hey, <laughs> it's twenty eleven. It's Rango. So it's green. Rango, baby. It's Rango, baby. And then my by my by far favorite quote, and also one of my like favorite quotes ever. Mm. And I say verbatim. I found a human spine column in my fecal matter once. Oh, yes. Yes. That's spine. good. <laughs> it's, I remember hearing that when I was younger and thinking it was like the most hilarious thing I've ever heard and that's like awesome. quoting it. And then that's I reheard awesome. it and I was like, oh my God, I forgot that that's a thing. It's so funny. It's that little rat guy. <laughs> Favorite character, little mouse. Favorite character? Boy. Was it? The, yeah. It's like the really short one, right? Or is it the yeah? Uh, the little the, like white spoon? beard. It's spoons. Spoons. Right? Spoons. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, you actually just yeah. Ooh, who played spoons? By the way, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, I have a look. He was so good. I can't. And see. the frog with like the um missing tooth. He <laughs> that that voice acting for that was so funny. Everything he said was like the best comedic timing. Yeah, I mean, 
as as mentioned overall just the the oh, can we sorry my computer did a silly uh the, overall the uh the performances are yeah. real good the performance is real good i thought of something else i didn't like though unfortunately oh, no. I, at least we're balancing each other out with this I mean, I feel like you're touching on all the things I like already as well, so it's not much point in me reiterating that, but uh, mm, I'm a more negative person on this film. I didn't like them going all, he's going to die, he's going to die, and then he just doesn't die, and they're like, he's going to die eventually, like sometime. Oh, the mariachi birds. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. mariachi birds for the most part. I think they're very funny, and I like their inclusion, but they're constantly like, He's going to his death. It's like, yeah, he's death yeah. in 20, 30 lizard years when he dies of natural causes. Yeah, the- of old age. Because I was thinking, oh, how are they going to get out of this? Because this is a kid's movie. You can't kill off the main character in a kid's movie. And you know what? They just didn't. They just didn't kill off the character in the kid's movie. No, they movie. lied to us. Because they're lying to you. And I don't like it when movies lie to me. I don't like it. It makes me feel sad. Because lying is bad. Lying is bad. And it hurts people's feelings. And I just don't think it's necessary in today's society no, I, where we have so much smoke and dagger already. No, I do agree. I feel like it didn't need to be in there. Like, I can think the joke was that, like, they weren't rooting for him. They were like, oh, he's like, he's an idiot. He's going to go die. But yeah. Also, like, I don't think it added a lot, really. So I can, I can agree to that. I just think, I think what I found annoying about it is that it, it wasn't so much that was a clever out for why they were saying it all the time. Cause I was kind of hoping that maybe. Mm there was going to be this thing of he does die in quotation mark when he comes back to life or perhaps it's like this, it's meant to be a metaphor. I mean, I guess what you could say, it's a metaphor of his old self dying and then he's this, this newer version of him. Yeah. But they don't say that. They just say, ha tricked you. So that's not what the movie wants you to think. Like, you know, the movie, it goes against that in its own wording. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I think it's not so much that they were doing that it's just the reveal that they weren't they nothing clever got you out of that situation they just were like not nah, tricked you that's mm. got you good uh pranked you there's cameras there 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 and there scotty ninja ninjas rolling in yeah that's gonna go down well with our international audience that reference right there you're gonna love it yeah yeah well you know Educate yourself. Look it up, guys. Yeah, Come most of our downloads are in America, actually. So that's actually no embarrassing. Oh, well, I guess we I literally most. use like your your title is blockbuster. Like that's is that not an American chain? It was in Australia. Was it? That oh, was that definitely was just video block- easy. There was blockbusters as well. Uh, also, how dare you? We made this up all on our own with little to no help from the outside world. And I resent the fact that you would say that we we required help from anyone to do this. Yeah. Do you have any more notes? Um, I did, but it was it's just me praising it because I was really enjoying it. Go for it. You go for it. Praise away, please. I I know that you're not big on like soundtrack. Like you you don't pay a lot of attention to it. I can enjoy soundtrack. I like um water. That, you know, that song was like, cool glass of water. Ooh, water. You know what I mean? I like that song. No. That was the song that I they just, played. I obviously forgot that one. But I was thinking, like, just the mariachi in general. Like, I'm a bit of a mariachi fan. I enjoy oh. that kind of music. Yeah. So I just really enjoy that that was, like, a continuous theme. 
I just I just like when like the music is part of the world and it's mm. not just like a random pop soundtrack that's like mildly related to the story. Very diegetic and like applicable to to like the genre and it's not just relying on like pop music that's like yeah. people already know it's already it's just like its own thing. Um I just enjoy when when movies do that cuz I feel like now with animation a lot of the voice actors are like famous people, famous actors or like celebrities that come on. And it's also like pop music that people know. So they're just sort of relying on like the pre-knowledge or like the clout from other things instead of just like the quality of the movie. So I totally agree. Yeah. I like that Rango is very anti that. Like it's got, it's got an all-star cast. Yes. But like, it's not, I don't know. They hold their own. Absolutely. There's almost kind of like a bypass a little bit because the actors still got to do kind of live acting in that. As That's I mentioned before, true. they they did, they yeah. did, uh, you know, uh, sticky face, whatever it's called, when they have dots all over their face. Yeah, I know, I know. I said it, it before as well, it. and now I've forgotten it. But yeah, they Something. they. I mean, I Max Max and I had a bit of a rant in Les Mis episode because we were talking mm. about a similar thing where we said they should have got theater music theater actors to come in oh. instead of stars and and but we and we mentioned in there that this you have the same problem with animation and then i did a funny joke with chris pratt so yes oh, uh yeah. yeah but going back to music though i picked who the composer was pretty early on did you pick who it was no who was it? it's hans zimmer oh shut up <laughs> i think i saw I saw his name in like the um credits at the start. Yeah. But didn't register. That's no, hilarious. I, I don't think I don't know if his name came up in the start because I was kind of looking, but then I heard some of the music and I went, ah, oh, it's it's freaking Hans Zimmer. I can tell. I know this. I know Hans. You can't hide really? from me, Hans. I have That's funny. I have a, a messy relationship with Hans Zimmer because I like <laughs> it's, it's toxic. A little bit, yeah. Uh I have while I'm not, not not good with soundtrack per se with you know actual songs that have been brought into the movie mm-hmm. I am pretty good with original original music made for the movie so you know yeah the score like like exactly the the OST even <laughs> um for me not for you I was I don't know whatever anyway uh <laughs> that made no sense cuz I was trying to explain something but I left out a bunch of words anyway I think Hans Zimmer is really good but I think mm-hmm. he's been doing it for too long. Also, I just noticed who did cinematography for this movie as well. Who is it? It's Roger, it's Roger Deakin. Who is that? What's he do? That's the guy. Dude, are you serious? That's like one of the most famous <laughs> cinematographers of all time. Oh, <laughs> Call God, yourself a sorry. film student. Okay, hold on. Let me read. Is this the right guy? No, that's the writer. Give me the fucking cinematographer. <laughs> I didn't say I was a good film student. I shot uh, the class. Yeah, okay, but... okay. Shish. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Right, he did 1917. He did Blade yeah. Runner 2049, which he won for. I'm going backwards kind of in time on what he did. Yeah. He, he did No Country for Old Men. He did Fargo. Oh, wow. He did oh, okay. Prisoners. He did Hail Caesar. He did The Hudsucker Proxy. He did A Beautiful Mind. He did How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, he did... What? Come on, there's, there's more. There's more. I don't know. Oh, he did Rango. <laughs> um, oh, no. But the there's more in here. I know for... Oh, he did Sicario. There we go. He did. Come on, there's a here's a bit of 
Come on, 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 come on. Skyfall. He did Skyfall already. So many. No, 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 no. He did True Grit. He did. It's loading. It's loading. Uh, 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 uh. Shit, 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 shit. Come on. He's like famous. The Big Lebowski. He did the Shawshank Redemption. He did. Come on, he's famous. He's famous. He's famous. There's gonna be more. There's gonna be more. Okay, maybe I thought he did way more than. Okay, well, he did a lot. He's done a lot. He's mm. brilliant, and he eventually, he eventually won an Oscar for uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, he did the Goldfinch. Whatever. Actually, no one cares about the Goldfinch. I don't know why I mentioned that. I mentioned that because <laughs> it's a meme. It's a meme on this podcast because uh, I read a book that the author who wrote the Goldfinch did. And then they made a movie out of it with Ansel oh, Elgort. Anyway, point is, uh, yeah, Hans Zimmer though. Sorry, back to him. I have I have a thing <laughs> against him because he has he makes the same sounds every single time. He does oh. the same. He so you listen to this. It sounds like the Lone Ranger. Uh, the Lone oh, Ranger yeah. soundtrack. Which sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. Which sounds like the Gladiator soundtrack. So it's like, dude, I understand that he's done a lot. Okay, I understand he's done a lot. And I would never say he's not good. I would just say he's overrated. Okay. Because he doesn't manage to get enough different sounds out of what he's doing to, uh, you know, get... But, okay, I, I, that's how I used to feel. However, I freaking love Dune, the Dune soundtrack, and it's very different to what he's done ever done before. Hey! Also, the he, new dude or the yeah what? no new new dude new new yeah. new new yeah. new new, new. Well, like, new dude he he did new dude and that was pretty that was sweet great. and also Dunkirk and Inception are really good even though he does too much sounds but that's more Christopher you really Nolan's are fault fighting with, with the your sound own mind right I respect him so much. And also he makes really good TikToks that are just really sweet and lovely. And <laughs> he makes really good TikToks that are sweet and lovely. And he also, they're really interesting just kind of about what happens in an editing suite or like just making sound or music for a movie. They're in, and, and just that, and, he, and he's and he's wants to like show us that makes me like him more because obviously as a yeah. person, he seems really lovely. I just, I don't Get like. I don't like that. There's, there's other composers that don't get nearly as much uh, notice as he does, and I just feel like more people like there's Michael Giacchino who's also doing big, big blockbusters, but he's doing some interesting stuff. Like he wrote the 
new Star Trek theme, which is one of the coolest themes in all of cinema. And no one knows it because no one really went and saw those. I mean, people went and saw them, but no one really listened to the music from those. But they're so yeah. sick. Have a listen. If you, I might even splice some in because it's cool. It. Splice it. Um, there's a guy called Henry Jackman who I will admit Henry Jackman uses a lot of the same sounds over and over again, but they're good sounds, and I can forgive him because he's not nearly as prolific as Hans Zimmer. Is the difference is pro- is how big a profile each person has, and yeah, I feel like Henry Jackman should get a little bit more notice, but not an ultra amount more because he does use a lot of the same noise over and over again. Noise sound. I tried to use a synonym, but it just didn't work. Uh, anyway. <laughs> point is Hans Zimmer meet me outside the Eltham Coles and I will duke it out with you damn like physically <laughs> not 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 like a battle of the banjos or whatever it, it'll be just us fighting it'll be a fist fists. Fight. it'll be fists yeah. yeah I'll use feet though I'm a I'm a kicker Come on, he's probably old he's he's old right he's German they can fight till they die True, Germans just live forever. They just go on and they do not stop. They have tenacity, no. those guys. They're healthy. They're all fit. They are all fit. And they know multiple languages too, the bastards, making Fucking us all look stupid. Europeans. We Fucking are stupid. Europeans. We are stupid. And I hate them for that. I hate that they make me feel shit, Chad. Chad? Chad. Make me feel shad. My name's Chad. <laughs> what? But <laughs> no. It's a real whirlwind of a film. And I'm glad I got to rewatch it because I think it, it does get a little bit forgotten when you think about the plethora of kids' animated films that are beloved. You sort of forget about Rango. You do. It It's kind of, it's a bit of a hidden gem. I think there's enough of a following mm-hmm. to not say it's being completely ignored, but it is a bit well, of yeah, a hidden gem. Yeah, there's TikTok edits. So obviously there's a, there's oh, a fandom brewing. There's TikToks on everything, though. That's so true. It's a, I, there's, I found TikToks about Skullduggery Pleasant, which is not, oh, not famous. that's a throwback. That, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying, Jazz. Throwback. Oh, uh, my brother loved those books. Like, he reread really them good. like three, four times, the whole series. Did you know there's new ones still coming out? I I thought they were done, bro. They're like, not, yeah. Come on. Because the, there's the first series, which has nine books in it, and then he did a second mm-hmm. series, which has six books in it, and now apparently he's doing the final series, which has three books in it. So if we do the math, that's... Uh, 18 books, which is a lot. That's a lot of books. That's... Four more than Wheel of Time, which we've talked about on this podcast. Not with you. You went here. No, uh, I was for that. Yeah, that was with um the other guy, whatever his name is. Um Jim. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Michael? Yeah. Something like that. Jim and Mitch. Classic combo. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I have much more to say about this movie. I've said the thing the things I don't like about it. It's not a lot. But yeah, I don't I think it's funny. I think it's fun. Timothy Elephant's in it, so that's good. Uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp. Even say what you will about him, I'm not going to give my opinion on him because I actually just don't have one anymore. Because I'm very confused. It's a slippery slope, too. It's a slippery well, I'm just, slope. I'm just confused, perfectly honest, because I've heard so much 
because obviously he got not uh found guilty right that's what happened yes um so he took amber heard to court for defamation that's what happened yeah so he He got found his character was unjustly shown to be bad but there's been a bunch of stuff that's come out that's kind of maybe like he was bad still i don't know oh he was like he was he was. was he let's okay yes yes i don't know that's I, my problem yeah it's... that's my problem i don't know <laughs> i want to believe that, that he's probably yeah. bad but i don't want him to be bad so i'm also kind of like please don't be bad but but i am more likely to believe that he's bad than he's good because just from i mean he was also really shit in like pirates of Caribbean five so you know yeah he's flopped. unforgivable he's, flopped he's really think he dropped. had the defamation called on his mind <laughs> Yeah, true, yeah. but whatever, man. It's still act better. Act better. Yep. <laughs> anyway, act I'm gonna give act better. I'm gonna give my thinger. What's it called? Your rating. Rank my rating. Thank you. My ranger uh, rating. My uh, ranking. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, oh, it was mm, I'm giving it three and a half liters of water. Oh, that's good. See, well, I don't know how you're thinking of these because I was thinking about it today. And I'm I was trained. like, I don't understand how. I'm, I've, I've been trained in the ways of how mm-hmm. to do this. I've been doing this for about six months, less than six months now. So I, I know how to do this. Gotcha. I've, okay, I've well, thrown you into the deep end and forced you to do it. <laughs> no, I've got this. I got that. I got one already. Sure. I'm going to give it three human spinal columns in fecal matter. Out of five. Wait, so I had more issues with it, but you rated it lower. <laughs> three is a good number. No, I three is a good like number. Four is too. Four is too high. Mm. And two is like that's mean. So that it's going to be a solid three. Okay. I could give it a three and a half. I could, could give it a three and a half. But also, I totally forgot it existed until I rewatched <clears> it. So I feel like uh, maybe it didn't really. Maybe it's not worth three, three, three and, and a half. Just a seven. Then again, three to six. So, like, you know, makes sense. What is half a spinal column? You know, you got to stick to the salt, like, like a nerve system. One unit. Like a central nerve system. Yeah. Like just the nerves, not the actual column itself. You know what I mean? But yes, that's my rating. I'm running the sound. (laughs) Run it. Run it. See, Max doesn't warn me, and I didn't warn you last time, so it ended up being really weird when, like... That's funny. Anyway, yeah. Because I went to uh, speak, and then it just started Do you hear singing. that? Do you hear that, Jazz, in the distance? What? It's a, it's a loud noise of something approaching. Something that could destroy the entire, uh, city. <laughs> uh, what is it, Mitch? It's Jazz and Mitch's mini-media... <laughs> Wow. Wow. Oh. You know, that was powerful. Ooh. Powerful segue. I'm going to take a sip of tea. Sorry? Hot cup of pee? I said take a sip of tea, but all right, champ. You said sip of pee. I did not say pee. Down off in the comments, guys. Did you hear pee or tea? There aren't comments on podcasts. <laughs> you can't leave oh, a comment. Sound off in the emails. Did you hear yeah. tea Send or an email pee? and... I'm gonna replay it again so you can you don't have to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs>
Ooh. Apple segue. I'm gonna take a sip Ooh. of tea. Uh-huh. Uh, I went last last time, so I'll go first this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you prepared and ready for yours. I'm excited. Okay, I don't know yeah. what yours is. I'm excited. Gotcha. I'm excited for yours. I went and saw Dicks the Musical. <gasps> oh my god! No spoilers. Uh, How was it? Oh, um. No spoilers. Oh, I can't okay. give spoilers, can you? No, you know what? <sighs> I won't. You can give a spoiler. It's I won't. Give a spoiler because the audience needs to know. And I, I probably shouldn't. No, I probably shouldn't spoil it. You're probably correct. So I probably shouldn't spoil it anyway because it is a new release and they listen to this episode for knowing spoilers for Rango and Godzilla, but not knowing spoilers for Dicks the Musical. And that's and, unfair on them. Um, Kung Fu Panda 2. Uh, what else we That was like 10 Buzzies years ago. <laughs> that was also over 10 years ago. <laughs> There's a statute of limitations where a spoiler alert is necessary. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, okay. I firmly believe that as a society, we have taken spoilers too far. I really think we 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 were too precious about spoilers nowadays. Um yeah. I, I I'm gonna duke it out. I mean, some people get really upset about it, and I think there's a there's a point in time where spoilers is important and where spoilers is not important. Like take the mousetrap for example. The mousetrap is a classic example because you shouldn't spoil the mousetrap because I think I don't even know how the mousetrap works. But I'm pretty sure it changes every single time as well. Like who did it? Mousetraps and Agatha Christie um played by the way. If if anyone's gotcha. unaware. Oh, it changes every time. I think so. It's like that, so that you can spoil it even if you're familiar with it. It can be spoiled for you again. So it changes and it whatever blah 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 blah. And then, but just in general, like a a murder mystery, yes, that can be spoiled because the whole point of that is the reveal at the end, or if something has a really good plot twist, that can be spoiled because the whole point is that there's an interesting plot twist at the end. A Marvel movie can't be spoiled. The point isn't the plot; it's just the action. Okay, I get the idea that you want to go in and feel like, "Whoa, what's going on?" But just. You can't spoil the Marvels. Nothing happens in the Marvels to be spoiled. You know what's going to happen. Ugh. All right, it's a it's a sensitive spot. I understand. <coughs> uh, my tea disagrees. <coughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh fuck you, tea. Drink it on the job. Tut tut. <laughs> I was thinking of Shame. popping open an asaki because I have a bunch in the fridge. Asahi, <laughs> not asaki. <laughs> I was gonna uh, sake. It was some fresh sake. <laughs> some sake. No, some asahi. Because also Japanese beer. That's we're doing, very fitting. We're doing Japan next. What was I talking I was about? Dicks. Some... Yes, you're talking about dicks. Get it out. What were you, what were you gonna mean, say? Get... Sorry, I cut you you're... off. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get my dick out. <laughs> Cream everywhere. This podcast is so wrong. It's so it's cursed. Wrong. You know, we were, we were nearly, really not cute. nearly this sexual. You know what? Actually, I lie. We talked about Max's penis for we like a full We were talking intro. about vaginas the whole episode last week. You were. I yeah, was well, just complicit for being here. It's true. You were adding a little tidbit in every now and then. Only when I thought it was tasteful. <laughs> oh, taste Dicks the musical. Wow. <laughs> Dicks the musical. Not tasteful. Good segue. It's really not tasteful. It's so fucked. Um... Really? I without spoiling it, I can't really go into like what's fucked about it, and I feel like gotcha. the fuckedness is part of it. So I will. This is one where like the surprise, I guess, is part of it. So I shan't spoil. You you were correct for gotcha. telling me not to before, even though I took it poorly. Um, uh, but no, it's just messed up. But and it was funny for a little bit, but then it just hit a point where I was kind of bit like, this is a bit too much for me. 
Um, the friend I went and saw it with, sorry, this is not a spoiler because it's right at the very beginning, but it opens with a bunch of words on the screen saying something along the lines of this play was written by two it's like it's a it was a joke obviously because it was like this is this is the first musical written by two homosexual men uh both homosexual men also play two straight men in this play which is very brave blah blah blah. jokes funny very good very funny and it kind of makes you think that it's going to be like a takedown of you know masculinity a little bit and be like it's kind of fun like you're expecting that kind of satire but it's really yeah. not. It's just kind of fucked and weird. Um, there is a level of my friend who I saw it with. She pointed out some things about why, because she also made these points. Like these, these are more her and I. Because I was kind of shocked, too shocked to really think about it. So she's the one who did all the anal- analyzing after yeah. I was um done. So she mentioned that she thought it was going to be a little more of a takedown on you know male masculinity and straight males and stuff like that. And then she made some points afterwards, but I can't talk about those without spoiling what happens mm. so i can't give much more than that maybe in what how many weeks should i give it at two weeks t- i can't do two weeks because we already recorded that episode uh oh, son of a bitch next week so the next all week? of you is have time to go and watch it if they really okay. care enough next week i will do a mini media and i'll also talk about the spoilers of dicks the musical but i also may forget and if i do forget who cares? No one cares. Mini media no one- part two. Don't forget. Dick's part two next week. Guys, right. tune in. Sound off in the comments if you're excited about there's Dick's no part comments. two. Jazz, there's no comments. <laughs> okay? We don't put this on YouTube because we haven't. <sighs> I, we don't for some reason. I don't That's know why so we bad. don't do that. We should. Oh, it's probably because we'll get content struck because that they have a more intense It's a little content. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. Mm. Anyway uh yeah dick's musical i gave it a two and a half also musicals, musicals also just bad for me i'm i i've, I've mentioned fair. this a lot of times on the podcast but i don't know if i've talked to you about this i just don't like musicals very much i find them very aggravating uh i liked tarzan oh this is important this is important to mention last week we talked about the top 10 uh films in 1999 you remember that um yeah i'd said i'd seen all but notting hill that was a lie i actually hadn't (gasps) seen tarzan either what had happened was i'd played kingdom hearts and there is a tarzan section in kingdom hearts and i equated that with the movie yeah but don't worry guys don't worry over that weekend like the weekend that episode was released, I watched both Notting Hill and Tarzan. So now I can safely say I've seen every movie that was the top ten in the top ten grossing list of nineteen ninety nine. What did she think You're of Notting Hill? Four weddings and a funeral is better. You know what? I can't argue with you there. I they have are. an issue. Yeah, you know what? It is better. I have I an issue with Julia Roberts's character. So. Every issue in Notting Hill is created by her. And that just does not endear me to her character. Especially, so, okay, spoilers for Notting Hill. Uh, <laughs> I'm spoiling a lot of shit today. Also, this is not my mini media today. Whatever, I'm doing it. I don't care. Max isn't here extra to stop mini. me. Maxi um, media. Dude, extra, extra mini, dude. <laughs> Double mini. That's what I, my penis is called. <laughs> There's You've a dick changed after Dick's the musical. I, I I used to be so so progressive and so not progressive um like like liberated. I used to be so liberated, and now I'm just 
a little shithead. <laughs> um, anyway, no, Notting Hill. So J- Julia Stiles' character, Anna Scott, I think is her name. Um, I only remember that because I did an edit with that name in the last episode. Um, she is, you know, a famous actress and she falls in love with uh, Hugh Grant's character, whose name I don't remember. So we'll call him mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. And also yeah. we'll go back to calling her shit. What was the actress's name? Julie Roberts. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We'll go to Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant. Um, so there's that scene at the end, well, around the end, before the end, where she her nudes are leaked and she goes to him because she's in London at that point in time. And she, and they broke it off before and she rocks up. She goes, I need you because I don't know where else to go. And he's like, yeah, of course, man. Uh, you broke my heart like three times before this, but you know, I come in and cause Hugh Grant is beautiful and gorgeous. And we love Hugh Grant. Uh, and so he comes in, she, she comes in and they do the do and all that. And they have sex for the first time, which is lovely and sweet. And I, I adore that. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. I love love, Jazz. I love love, okay? I love to love. I love to watch uh, no, love. I don't love TV. to love. I just love love overall. <laughs> I I don't love. I can't feel anything. Anyway, so... <laughs> moving along. Um, so yeah, that happens. And then, uh, like, Reese Ithens who's a character I really like, sorry, an actor who I really like, but a character who, a name I can't ever get right. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's great. He um, accidentally tells his friends at the pub that uh, Julia Roberts is at Hugh Grant's house because uh, he lives there too. Reese Evans lives there as yeah. well. Uh, and so the press hear about it and they all take a bunch of pictures of Hugh Grant in his underwear because he walks outside, not, you know, after sleeping. And she gets really pissed about this, and then she also gets pissed at that, you know, the the press is there. And I understand why she's angry. I get that. I fully get it. That's not the problem. I have a problem with how she treated Hugh Grant. She called him, uh, like he, he's not he's not um relevant. She said that he he's this is like a field day for him. You know, he gets to be in the limelight because he had sex with uh with her and blah blah blah. And she's such an absolute cow to him. And then she comes back later and is like, oh, could you ever forgive me? And he's like, no, I don't believe so. Especially because she told him to fuck off. She left. He then went to see her when she came back, when she was doing more filming. And I don't know why he went to see her. He shouldn't have done that. But he went to see her and they give him like the headphones to listen to the audio of the movie she's filming. And she's having that conversation with another actor and that that guy goes, oh, who was that guy that I saw you with before? And she goes, oh, he's just nobody. And then the reason why she did that apparently is because she didn't want to talk, like give gossip out to some guy. But fuck you, no, just be sincere. Like I I hate it. Like she's you can't just call someone that you really like nothing. Like even if it's to say protect them. If you care about them, don't call them nothing. That's horrible. Just be like, oh, he's a good friend. At least say that. You can say he's a good friend. You don't have to say he's nothing. Because then she's like, it's really weird that he's here. Unprompted. Mm. Unnecessary. You don't I need to know. say that. That's that certainly- scene was so sad. Oh, and then, she, and then she rocks up and she's like, can you forgive me? And Hugh Grant goes, no. And then he forgives her, though. Like, later. Because then there's a the, the huge rush to go talk to her. And he goes to the press conference and there's the running bit that he's from hound hound and horses magazine which is funny that's a funny bit 
and 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 he's like from hound and horses uh will you see the hot sexy stud who you had sex with last time you were in london again and she's like maybe i will yeah it's like no no she doesn't deserve you you grant she called you irrelevant she said it's weird that you rocked up even though you wanted him that it's oh she's such an annoying person that scene was so frustrating watching that being like that's so cruel but i know she's doing it to save face like she was doing it to protect him there was so many better ways but you could have dealt with it. And she's just like, but it was, her, I, I'm already grumpy with her from the irrelevant conversation she had with him earlier. And then she pulls this shit. Sister, you have another thing coming. All I can I say, she's a all I can character. say, all, she's a bitch is what she is. But Whoa. all I can say, all I can say is she's lucky that Hugh Grant was in a movie and not in real life, because in real life, there'd be no contrivance to keep him single otherwise he would have got some when when she left and he deserves better and i think she's toxic and i don't think that relationship's gonna last very well she also cheated she also cheated on alec baldwin with him like that's insane don't get with a cheater cheaters cheat they never get they never grow up Which is on a rampage. But oh, no, cheating is something that I find extraordinary. Like, not that like in my life I've ever been cheated on and not that like it's something that I've ever had a personal thing with, but just it's something that I think very oh, much. it's rotten. It's rotten. And I get that there's sometimes a reason for it, but like I get that like, you know, some especially a lot of people point to a lot of women cheat because they're in horrible relationships and they can't leave those relationships, but they still require love. So they go somewhere else. And I understand that and I won't be talking about that because alec Baldwin, while he is a bit of a prick is not abusive as we see on screen maybe off screen he is but we never she never says that it's never it's never said like it's never kind of like ooh, is he abusive he's just a bit of a dick break up with him and then get with hugh grant okay you you don't need to cheat it's I can't remember. It has been a while since I've seen it, but I thought Alec mm. was also like a little bit sleazy as well. He's a bit sleazy, but as far as I'm aware, he doesn't cheat on her. He doesn't do anything to her. Mm. He's just a bit of a prick to Hugh Grant when he rocks up because he thinks that his room service. But then when when uh, Julia Roberts calls Alec Baldwin on being a bit of a prick, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was being a prick. Like, he doesn't seem the greatest, but he also doesn't seem that horrible either. Like, I get it. You want that spark. Get that spark. Go for it, girl. But break up with your current girlfriend while... Girlfriend. Whoever. Break up with your current relationship if you find someone better, okay? I know it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to suck. But you have to do it. It's horrible. Yeah. You're, you're not... Because the person the that you're cheating on, you're doing them wrong. And the person you're cheating on them with, especially if they don't know that you're... Che- I mean, actually, it's only if they don't know that you're cheating with them. Because if they do know, then they're also a piece of garbage. If... Yeah, if they don't, if they don't know. You're also lying to them because they don't know that you're cheating. You're using them to cheat. It's horrible either way. You're tr- you're treating both people horribly. Anyway, mm-hmm. Julia Roberts, you were fine in like there was there was another movie I watched recently which it was in. Um, it was like Leave uh, the World Behind. Well- now Leave the World Behind. Oh, the new new one. Yeah. Mm, yeah, new new new. She was good in that. New, new, new. Um, but whatever. I'm done. What's your but, mini mediocre? <laughs> let it out. But I mean, hey, yes. It's a questionable relationship, but the line, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her, like... Yeah, I do agree that's a very famous line, but it should have been followed up with fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) Well, that's why he did tell her to fuck off at that point, but then he's like... It should have stayed there. It should have stayed at fuck off. It should never have grown into, oh, maybe. 
awkward. Anyway, anyway what's your, what's your mini media jazz? <laughs> moving swiftly forward into a, quite a different direction. My mini media is um, so my university. I'm not saying the name because I know there's crazy fans on here that are going to come and find oh, me. Oh, they're, they're real stalkers. Sound off in the comments if you're going to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's called i appreciate the calls to action but it's just like rule three call- rule three joke <laughs> oh true, um, true. <laughs> i'm gonna do rule it. of four i'm gonna hit you with a rule of four and do it later and so that's weird oh, because right, i first sure, of all sure, i sure. did it and second of all it's fucking up the rule of three because now it's not funny anymore <laughs> it'll be funny repetition's funny okay mm. my university has community television um and student run shows every semester which is amazing and my friends and I, were, we've banded as a group to pitch for a new flagship show, which is like the big show of the semester. So we had our first little group meeting about what we want to do for the show. And we're thinking of doing um, an impro show, which not going to lie, I pushed for that because I really wanted to do an impro show. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I do impro. Yes, I did impro classes. And, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually proud of it. I wasn't saying anything, Jazz. I was I can, just for those listening at home. All I saw was a judgmental glare. A glare. glare. I can't glare. It's As too he dark in here for me to glare. From his Van Gogh themed cup. It's specifically Starry Starry Night. First of all, and second of all, how dare you state that my assholiness comes from Van Gogh? Okay, Van Gogh <laughs> has nothing to do with me being an asshole. <laughs> I'm an asshole without him. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anywho, so it's going to be a comedy show that we're thinking of pitching, impro-led, and we're thinking of having the setting be entirely in a tram, not an actual tram. Like we're going to make the setting, like the backdrop, look like a tram and sort of all of the games and like prompts are surrounded by like interactions that we've all had on a tram that are really bizarre with weird characters and like really absurdist scenarios um but yeah so it's it's very early what did she say mad invite what does that mean mad invite like you didn't invite me mad invite oh no well you know what we'll need writers for the show so really i'm there i can do it yes i'm I'm angry i'll write for the show (laughs) we can do ham face ham face oh my god let's see this is what we were talking okay guys we're getting a little off topic, but we, Mitch and I were discussing absurdist pieces that we could film on a tram. And it must have been in the back of my head because as we were talk, thinking about like setting and stuff, tram, tram came up. Tram, trams are sick. Trams are great. It's, it's Very so exclusively Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yes. That's why we wanted to like, tune We're on, on the about. same wavelength. We're on the Ooh, same wavelength. You are ready to write. I'm so but ready. Yeah, so we're in the early stages of like preparing a pitch and. We've got to get that approved and everything. So, you know, fingers and toes crossed. But, uh, yeah, that's my mini-media. Just some exciting developments ahead. That is awesome. Please don't leave me out. I need to put, no, things, no. On my, I need to put things on my CV. No, no, uh, you're, you're absolutely in. You're yes. in. If, it, if it goes oh, ahead, you're sick. in. This is the one that's also pitching for it, like, as a group. I'm going to have to beep that out. You on we'll, we'll beep that out. We can't put that name in. We can't, we can't put that name. Well, not because of any reason beyond we haven't asked for permission to oh, okay. talk about. I mean, I could just message. Well, um, no, I know. Just leave it out. Leave it out. It's fine. Usually, we you just don't. Just like, we usually don't use any names that aren't of people who aren't in the show. But that's just okay. our general rule. Let me yeah. say it again. 
a friend no, no, of no. ours. I'll beep it out. It's funny. The show. <laughs> okay, okay, beep it out. And then we can have this whole bit where I'll be like, I could message her and I can be like, you can be I like, be mm, the show says no, bitch. Mm, I have no, a, a show. Okay, well, first of all, I didn't say that. And second of all, uh, we have a he's we have a show. Out, guys. He's beeping it out. He said that. He just cut it out. I do control. I do control the media. It's true. Uh, <laughs> no, I have. I have a show bible to run by. Thank you very much. We don't. We don't have a show bible. I lied. It's just like a running set of notes that I have that detail what needs to be done in each episode. Mm. Cool. Let's continue. Let's move swiftly forward. <laughs> let's move along. Um, uh, oh wait, fuck. Uh, <laughs> What I, I had um I had things I wanted. We haven't moved on yet. We're still in mini media because um I fucked up last week as well. So I talked about um Tarzan and um Nothing Hill. Those were two of my fuck ups. Well, one of my fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Other fuck up was you asked me last week what my Fight Club was, and I told you, but I didn't ask you what your Fight Club was, as in like what piece of media really like you based your personality off of. Oh. Yeah, because I told you about Doctor Who, and then I kind of just did. forgot. Yeah, because I ask, asked you it, and I completely forgot to ask you that. Because for some reason, I just kind of blanked on like what to do next, and it was apparently not ask a question. Uh, I mean, what was your? What was your? I, I want to know what was your Fight Club. What What did you base your personality on as a young child? <laughs> or this? Well, to be honest, now? it's not like I had an answer prepared. So, like, <laughs> I did. I wasn't expecting you to ask it back. So I should have though. It. It's that's what conversations are like. It's oh, a back and forth. It's fine. It's yeah. Same. It doesn't have to be the same questions. Well, you ask me you questions have, anyway. You have a chance now to I do. Answer. Oh god. <laughs> um I mean, like two shows that stuck out in my childhood was IT Crowd and the Mighty Boosh. As like mm-hmm. very absurd, very like bizarre humor. Um so I like Boosh to think British? <gasps> yes. So both very oh British God, shows as well. Very British, yes. Lots of English humor. I watched mm. even like the um, talk shows and game shows, like Ed Out Ten Cats and stuff like that. I watched a lot of that on YouTube. Graham. So Norton. I like to think I got some of my no, not Graham. Oh um, no, I love Graham. I don't know. I never got into it. Like Big Fat Quiz, I loved. Mm. Yeah. So cool. I think my humor was from that, and. Yeah, I don't know what else my pers- I think my personality got from my parents, to be honest. They're I just picked fa- up all the networks. <laughs> my parents are my fight club. Aww. Shout out, shout out to mom and dad. I did steal my sense of humor from my parents. Definitely, we all did. We all did. Yeah, that's why I'm so funny because my parents are so funny. No, wait, hold on, dad, you're not funny. Dad, <gasps> listen, listen, dad, you're not funny. <laughs> Sound off in the comments, dad, if you're <sighs> hearing. <laughs> You broke the rule of three. It wasn't even me. I didn't even get a chance to do it. <laughs> well, five times a charm, so. <laughs> That's what they always say. That's what they always yeah. say. All right, now we can move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. The large mini media has walked off. We do it every single time that, that we say the words. Thank you so much. Uh, but another big thing's arrived. It's hey. Godzilla. Go, go, Godzilla. 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 Oh my yeah, goodness. I thought I'd scream that. Minus one. Uh, by the way, minus one is the temperature uh, where Max is right now because Max is currently 
he's he's moved away from the puppetry of the penis and he is now fighting uh he's doing anti uh what's it called forestation in antarctica which is curious because there's no forests in antarctica and also you're not allowed to gather any natural resources in antarctica either because it's like protected so i hope he finds whatever he's looking for there but i i just feel like the activism he's looking for isn't really there you know what i'm saying but yeah, anyway so good luck good luck to max and uh continuing on so you know numbers under one such as the temperature minus one even uh godzilla directed godzilla. by godzilla directed by takashi yamazaki i'm gonna kill all these names by the way none of these names are gonna survive they're not gonna survive yeah uh and released in 2023 it stars we're just gonna go through we're not gonna like you know fuck around we're not gonna go "Mm, um how's it pronounced i'm just gonna read straight through it we're gonna get through it we can cringe all together here we go uh ryo nosuki kamiki minami hamabe sakura ando Kura Norsuki Sasaki and Munitaki Aoki. I think that's actually probably mm-hmm. the best I've ever done because I just didn't think about it. I just spoke. I didn't stutter. Uh, I didn't, stutter. didn't stutter once. <laughs> I said all these names wrong without a freaking stop. <laughs> Je- <sighs> Jazz. I said Jen. <laughs> Who's Jen? I don't I know who I'm, Jen is. Oh, we're not supposed to be saying people's names, but that is my mother's just- name. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shout out, Jen. Shout out. I'm sorry, you've got the Zach. I'm leaving that one in so you can dox it. I'm leaving that one in so we dox you. As if it's doxing anybody. It's like, what, the first name, the most common thing about a person is their first name. What do people call that? What happens in Godzilla? (laughs) Minus one. (laughs) Jazz. Okay. Godzilla minus one. Godzilla. Enters nearing the end of World War II. Am I correct? It's World War II. Yes. Thank yes. God. Shout out history class. Um, I mean, clearly it didn't do a good job. The <laughs> follows the horrors of war that happened during that time. And as Japan is rebuilding and healing from that, Godzilla, that was once a, you know, much smaller creature in an island village has been affected by radiation from the bomb and has come to um create chaos am i correct not that bomb it wasn't the ones that they dropped on uh hiroshima or nagasaki it was a different it was a different bomb because it was in like 1946 when he grew up and that wasn't when they dropped the bomb Uh oh because it was like it was when they were doing tests it was when they were doing nuclear tests in the um pacific that he gets got because mm. okay remember, sorry I think, guys i think it was at the bikini atolls that they did at home i thought you were gonna say bikini bottom yeah well actually that's the thing though because bikini bottom is like no internet what the fuck do you mean <laughs> sorry guys hang can't on know. um sorry guys for the false facts this is real <laughs> This is a real fact. Yeah, they did some t- nuclear testing uh, there. Who did it? It was... Shit. The Americans did some tests there, which would make sense because then the Americans were like, fuck, we did Godzilla in this movie. Like, they were like really mm. worried about Godzilla, remember? Yeah, yeah so there yeah, was some yeah. nuclear tests out in the Pacific. At, and I'm pretty sure it's at the, the Bikini Atoll that they did it. Gotcha. So yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but that I didn't want... No, it's no, the wrong, you need different to. Different bomb. <laughs> 
different bomb guys. Sorry, get them yeah. all muddled up. Yes. So following that radiation, Godzilla emerges from the waters and creates carnage and chaos. Hell with, yeah. Oh, what's his name? The character of um, Shikushima. Yep. Must Shikushima. face Godzilla and also his own mental stress following the his war own fears and of dying. his failed role as a kamikaze pilot. Yeah. So dark movie. Um, <laughs> so dark. They, they, they continuously tell the, the main characters continuously being told to kill himself. Um, mm-hmm. Like <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so sad. It's really messed up, but this is a really good movie. This is really yeah. good. You know that I I messaged you after I just watched it and was you like, did. "Wow!" You said "Wow!" wow. and then I didn't I didn't see it for ages, and then I was like, "Yeah, wow!" So we can do seven thirty to nine. You're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't expect to, to talk about it because obviously we're saving no. all of our creative juices yeah. for the podcast, but I just yeah. needed to share how I was feeling. It was so cool. I oh my god. Okay, so I've been excited for this for a while. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm, a, I'm what you would call a novice Godzilla fan. Um, mm. we talked about, so, okay, first of all, usually what would happen if we were to talk about the latest, uh, installment of a franchise, we would, Max and I would do a lightning round where mm. we would go through every single, single previous installment and quickly rate or discuss just, you know, really like really quick, just like, this is what I thought of it. Next one quick, you know, uh, but I don't know how many Godzilla movies you've seen. Yeah. I'm going to be completely frank this was the first godzilla movie i've yeah. ever seen that's kind of what i thought funny. was that's what i thought mm. which is fine because i've only seen about seven or so myself out you, of the good you've only seen seven. Oh, amazingly well, seven uh there is uh, how many <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot uh, frick there's 38 what there's 38 godzilla movies uh wow so that's I, fucking crazy. I'm on the low end. I'm on the low end. I haven't even hit halfway. Not even close. Even I'm not halfway to halfway. Not even no. a quarter. Wait, thirty-eight divided by two is nineteen. Yeah, I need to get to nine. I need to get to ten, basically, to get past halfway. Uh, quarter of a way. I'm not past quarter. Math is good. Love maths. Love maths. I have a brain fart right now. Anyway, point is, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do. A mini media, uh, mini media. We did a mini media. We're not going to do a lightning round because Jazz and I haven't seen enough of the Godzilla movies to be able to do it. Mm. Also, if you want to know what I thought about the ones I've seen, you can listen to a different episode where I, I don't remember which one it was, but I did like six Godzilla movies. I watched like six Godzilla movies back to back, and I did that as my mini media. <laughs> so oh, I talked what? about I talked about Godzilla 2014. I talked about Godzilla king of the monsters i talked about mm-hmm. the three animated godzilla movies that are on netflix and i talked about shin godzilla and i didn't talk about godzilla vs kong because i didn't watch it that then but i have seen it so i'll quickly give uh i'll quickly do my my review on that right now all right lightning round uh godzilla vs kong it's pretty good like it's fun. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, cool. Lightning round. So yeah, uh, this movie though, it's my second favorite Godzilla movie. Oh. Hmm. 
Mm, Who takes number one? Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, which I think is a cool Mm -hmm. name, but everyone calls it Shin Godzilla, so I have to kind of call it by that because otherwise people won't know what I'm talking about. So that's the last Japanese movie that came out. Uh, That came out in 2016, and it's basically, it's kind of a comedy, actually. No. It's it, it's not a comedy comedy. It's dark. Like it's it's a Godzilla movie, and Godzilla movies, at least by Japan standard from Japan, are pretty dark because Godzilla in Japan is a metaphor for nuclear uh destruction mm. and a nuclear bomb, basically. And so and for Japan that's a very serious topic because, you know, they're basically the only country that's ever been hit by one or two even. Mm. Uh, so they, you know, they take it very, I mean, we should all take it very seriously, but for them, it's a different level of seriousness for them. Cause it's a true, it's a tragedy that they lived through mm. and it's still kind of in living memory as well. There's still a bunch of people who lived, you know, it's only 1940s. It happened. It's quite a few people alive now who lived through it. And so the Godzilla movies are really, at least the ones I, the Japanese ones I've seen treat Godzilla very seriously. Uh, but with Shin Godzilla though, what they did was they did this thing where it was basically a movie about b- bureaucracy and it was about the, the whole movie is just about them going, all right, we need to deal with Godzilla. How do we do that? Well, we can enact this plan for like when floods occur or something like that. And someone goes, Oh, we can't do that because for that plan to be enacted, it has to, these criteria have to occur in the national, like a disaster scale and stuff like that. And that actually hasn't happened yet. And it's just like this, this bit, this this running commentary of different politicians trying to get stuff done but bureaucracy keeps getting in the way of it. Mm. It's very funny, but then also the Godzilla reaction is really cool. But this movie, it's more about the character drama. It's more about the Co- Godzilla action. Damn, is this a damn good human drama? Like, just straight up. Like, like totally. The characters are so good in this movie. No, because I went in, I hadn't watched any trailer or anything about it. I mm. just heard it was really good. I went mm-hmm. in thinking it was going to be like, swaggalicious Godzilla fucking shit up. And left like so mentally drained because I was it's, sobbing. It's a sad movie. It so <laughs> beautiful and tragic. And like, yeah, the characters were so good. Like I was so invested in all of them and like really good acting. Yeah. Really good. The other day I saw on Facebook and by the way, I think the Facebook, uh, the Facebook algorithm is designed to just show you stuff that pisses you off because like it i my facebook algorithm pisses me off and i someone had posted about how they really liked the godzilla uh godzilla minus one in some godzilla uh Uh. um group that i hadn't that i'm not part of but you know like it shows you groups that you might be interested in and posts from them yeah and then someone wrote at the bottom they're like uh, everyone keeps throwing around the word a masterpiece, but I won't call anything a masterpiece unless it's in English because otherwise you can't understand what they're saying. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I wish this guy was joking, but I don't think That's he was. That's so boring. And it's like, I don't ever really retaliate online ever. Like even retaliate is the wrong word because I, this guy wasn't even talking to me. He was talking, he was posting on something else, but I don't, I don't yeah, ever respond answer. online. But this guy was just like, I gotta... I got stuff, and so I was who, and then he didn't reply. So I basically destroyed him. Is what we yeah, can say. He's crying to his mama. He better be, because I fucking wrecked his ass. Anyway, uh, this movie's so good. This is a masterpiece. It's great. Um, it really feels like that. It it starts off so good. You get to see Godzilla really early, which is kind of cool because a lot of Godzilla movies take a little while, which is fine. Like you know, but like I liked seeing him. It's a nice change of pace to see him this quickly. 
this time, but he's small and you're like, Godzilla's big. This guy's not that big. What's going on? And then of course we get to learn that, you know, he got nuked and and there's this whole idea of the more he's damaged, the more he grows and he builds up. He's kind of like like Doomsday from Justice uh, uh Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, which is maybe not the best comparison because that's a garbage movie. What was I saying? Uh, <laughs> um, good to see Godzilla so early. Love Godzilla. Love love the Zill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, it's sick. And they um and so you get and you merely get the character drama as well because you get uh, Shikishima, who is a very talented dogfighter pilot who's being re- relegated to becoming a kamikaze pilot, and he basically took himself out of the fight by saying there's something wrong with his plane and he goes to this small little village or like island village and he's like my plane screwed up <laughs> like raising his eyebrows like Whoa, what can i do about it and then the uh the mechanics go there's nothing wrong with your plane dude like stop stop fucking with us i mean you know there's nothing wrong with your plane what are you doing you goose but then they're kind of like, we're on your side though, man. Like, chill out. But he's all, how dare you? I'm I'm here to do stuff for my country. Anyway, and then, and then he and then he doesn't shoot Godzilla either with a big gun that's on the front of his uh, thing. He gets too scared. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that would just piss the pissed him off. That wouldn't have won. That wouldn't have done anything. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was convinced that that wasn't going to do anything. But they were still like, you could have said. I'm like, I don't think yeah. so, dude. Like, look at it. But like, you, I understand why he does that though like because that's the thing it's like you understand it's irrational why that i think it's takibana is it takibana takibana he's the the last surviving mechanic Mm. because all the other ones get not even munched he just grabs them and yeets them away that's what Um, i was because i was talking about the film after i'd watched it and was like mm. godzilla is like yes like like you said, he's very symbolic of like that nuclear warfare yeah. and everything. He's such a destructive force. You yeah. can't even like rationalize like, oh, he's an animal and he's like protecting himself or he's he's killing to eat. He just kills them and leaves. Like he has no intention of eating them or surviving. Yep. He just does it because he's an, an asshole. Yeah, like when he rocks up to Tokyo later, he just smashes buildings for no reason and bites down and like wrecks the... Uh, wrecks the uh, railway and all that like he just mm. he's just there to destroy which obviously that's what an atomic bomb does a nuclear bomb does yeah. it's not it's not there to eat you it's there to blow you up and just destroy everything around yeah. you Carnage. so basically yeah so yeah so um yeah he, he gets blamed so yeah what i was saying is i understand the irrational it's irrational but it's a good irrational because i understand where he's coming from and i can go like mm. yeah if all my friends died and the guy I told to go get on a gun that didn't got on the gun, but then didn't shoot. I would definitely say, well, that was the thing that didn't happen. And all my friends died yeah. his fault. And it's like so a way bad. to, and I get it. But then also it's made better because then he's like at the end, cause um, uh, Shikishima is like, I gotta, I gotta kill myself. I got a kamikaze because I got a kamikaze into Godzilla with a, with a big bomb. And uh, Tachibana is like, uh yeah you do you, you do have to do that and then and then shikashima is like i gotta give up my life to save these people and then tachiman is like you're ready you understand now what, what has to be done and then he's like by the way i installed a, a like a ejector seat um <laughs> got you, I got you. Uh, by the way uh, look, look sora coming 
Like what did you usually like yeah, like when, when he said one more thing and then it cuts further back, I was like, What's the and he's one like thing? literally pointing he's at the pointing thing. He's like, at the like, seat. It's like, ooh, I wonder what it could be. Ooh. Um the other thing the other thing I oh I, okay, this is the one thing I'm I'm like a bit iffy on. I don't think I don't like it, but I'm like, you know what I mean? But I also think it mm-hmm. kind of is a bit spineless. Is that is it Su- Sumiko? I can't really remember her name. Um, the like the like the the, the, the fake well, girl wife yeah fake wife yeah. um she she you know she gets wrecked by Godzilla's atomic blast which by the way is like the thing to go watch this movie for that scene alone is pretty much what you should like the rest right. of the movie is brilliant but on both sides but that scene where he first rocks up to Tokyo and then starts like nuking like he does the big first time we ever see it, the atomic blast I think it's like the first proper time we see it or it's like the I first time it's properly Tokyo isn't it Geyser Geyser the city because he's on his sure. way to tokyo so they don't they stop him is that before what happened i think it is i think it's the little city it's the smaller city where I, like the, the okay. fake wife goes to work i, don't I didn't think realize it's tokyo. that okay well i take that back my bad sorry but but, but when, when he's when he first when he first rocks up to a city in the movie um whichever city that may be and he and he does his like big atomic box so i think we see traces of it earlier but then he does like the big charge up and the spines are coming out of the um back like mm. chunk, chunk, chunk. and it's in that that scene's in the trailer you don't see the actual blast itself which is even cooler than seeing all the spines come out but watching those spines come out of his back in a theater and just with the proper sound design because trailers don't have the proper sound design in them they're designed to be able to be shown around and all that and so with that sound design and all that in the cinema, fuck, is it cool? And then you're followed with the, one of the coolest explosions in all of cinema. Just and it's so awesome. And then of course, uh, yeah. So uh, Sumiko gets wrecked by it, by the way. And um, and then but then she comes back later, like she's not dead. And I kind of picked that. I picked that was going to happen when a postman rocked up and gave the mom yeah. who lost her kids. I was like, oh. Sumiko's not dead. Like, if that's what else is there going to be on that note? You know what I mean? See, I did like, not pick that. It, I mean, look, I, I, I should turn my brain off more when I watch movies. I'm, I'm always like, I'm always like, I want to know. I want to know what's going on. I want to. I want to be able to get. I want to beat the movie, which is a bad mentality to have. By the way, you should not be trying yeah. to beat the movie. You should let it just entertain you. But I, I'm like, yeah, I, I see what you're trying to do, movie. I know what you're up to i know she's yeah. alive but then i was still like yes she's alive when like I know. it happened which is still which what my i still maintain i think that it's kind of a bit gutless to not have her remain dead but i didn't want her to remain dead so i'm okay with it yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah like, i agree like that was so I, cute together and then oh yeah when so she cute. was alive i was like yes but also yes. she was like like sat up with like this bandage over her fine. eye and like she was absolutely skin. fine. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you did not look like you would not look like that. You, you took got, it head on. The heat wave got head on. Yeeted away at a force at like 20, 20 max speed, whatever. Yeeted away. And she's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they could have put a little, like, a little bruise or something on there. Yeah, but she looked look, perfect. I was like, maybe it was, maybe it was on the back of her head because she was thrown backwards after all. So maybe she mm. hit the back of her head, not the front. But it, no, it, that was pretty funny that she was like immaculate, ready, ready for runway. Basically, she could, yeah, she, could she could strut right then. <laughs> and I think, I think that's probably one of my only like critiques of the film is like mm. the depiction of her as a character. Sure. Yeah. 
Because at the start, it's like, you know, she's kind of like a little bit like sneaky. She's like thought of as a thief. She's kind of homeless, whatever. But a little bit more grit. She's kind of like tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And then as she like sort of starts to live with um, the dude, she um she sort of just like her personality changes and becomes a lot more like docile and very like, ha ha like yeah. I'm going to work and like I'm don't have to rely on you anymore and like which is that's cool at all yeah like, I just feel like her her personality like really changes and she just becomes more of like the um yeah like a wife character she kind of, of like, becomes like domesticated yeah she becomes very domesticated and like sort yeah. of just like a solace for him like when he's having his like moments like his nightmares PTSD yeah and yeah, I just feel like she sort of lost a little bit of that character and sort of became more of an archetype. And then she gets, you know, killed off mm. and like she saves him and all of this stuff. I don't know. I just feel like there could have been a little bit more with her character. It sort of just started becoming a little bit. Of she could have been a bit cooler. Definitely. I think uh, so. Yeah. Because especially since she starts off kind of as a bit of a, a rough and tumble character and and mm. all that and she's kind of she's cool because she's a thief but also she's obviously got a heart of gold because the kid that she's running around with around with around with mm. is not hers it's just a child that her, the mom gave her once like the area was bombed and she was like i yeah. guess i'll look after this kid and so yeah it was um it was a bit it was a bit uh annoying to see that she kind of lost a lot of agency and she kind of revolved a bit more around shikishima rather than being her own character but that's what i saw it yeah. as yeah more of a tool yeah. for him but this the moments with the um with the little girl were very that little girl she's so really cute. cute she's like, really cute a fucking doll like as soon as she was like when she got to that age where she's like two or something i was like mm. she's so cute it's ridiculous she's quite a, she's quite adorable um, who else is adorable? The boat crew. They're so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> they I I characters. I was so worried about every basically everyone in this movie, I was kind of worried about them dying. And and you yeah. know what? No, none of them do. Spoiler. Um none of them no. do, and I don't care. Because a lot of the times I'm kind of like, oh, they all survived. <laughs> but I needed they it. all survived. I needed them too. But I was like, no, because especially there's the moment where Godzilla they so they try to do the plan, which is an interesting plan, by the way. There's a few different Ooh. plans sometimes to kill Godzilla. Uh, never yeah. in the American movie because the American movies love Godzilla and they're like, Godzilla is rad. We don't want to kill him, at least in the MonsterVerse. Mm. I think Godzilla in 1998 or whatever, mm. they want to kill him in that one, but that's a shit house yeah. film anyway. So who cares? I need to watch that. Anyway, point is that so the this the the, t- the way they try to kill him this time is because uh, is because is via i don't know what type of gas it is it's like xenon gas or something i can't remember what type of gas yeah. it is exactly but basically the idea is that they're going to attach a uh basically a bangle full of gas around his belly uh like um like he's at coachella and uh <laughs> like a skirt it's like a skirt yeah he's like there's um like there's, you know like a lot of um like girls that kind of wear like there's like belly necklaces you know what i mean <laughs> yeah the belly chain yeah yeah, yeah. Is, I know is what that you what mean. it's called like a belly chain it's like that i think it is yeah like he's, a a, real, um, he's a real white girl <laughs> white girl summer wait uh, before we go i have to go to the toilet again i'm sorry um, it's this, this chai latte this, ah damn it it went right it was this it was this chai latte just went yeah right well Maybe just be professional about it. I don't know. Whatever. I know. Just need to be wearing an adult nappy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what professionalism means. Just wear an adult nappy. So uh, Godzilla, he becomes a white girl with his um, belly bracelet. Um, yeah. And he... Uh, and so they're gonna like basically put up because he's buoyant because he's uh, he's thick he's dummy thick. Damn boy, he's thick boy. That's a thick ass boy. Damn. And he can float uh, around and in the ocean. And so what they do is they lure him over a big trench. I can't remember which trench it is. It's not the Mariana. It's a different one. And no, it's they, else. I can't recall which one it is though. And the, the the plan is to put a lot of bubbles to go up around him, which means he can't have any surface contact. Well, he kind of uh, yeah, surface contact with the water, which means that he no longer floats because he's got no water no water to bo- uh, float in. He's just got air and air. Like if you're in air, you fall because that's that's gravity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he falls to the yeah. bottom of the ocean, and then they rise him up. So hopefully, the decompression will kill him, but it doesn't. And so then there's that moment where he's charging up his laser. He's charging his laser, and he's um and everyone, all the whole boat crew is on the uh the one of the warships, and all the guy broke his arms on one of the tugboats, but it's on the same side, so it's still gonna get wrecked either way. And they're yeah. all like, "All right, well, you know what." We did our best, and it sucks that it's going to end this way, but you know what? Damn. And then uh, Shikishima comes in with the fucking save, fucking clutches, and um, yeah. does the funniest, like, oh? Because like, Godzilla's like mouth is open and he rams the, um, yeah, he goes for the, it. The, the, the plane directly into Godzilla's mouth, and it's kind of like a oh, like a oh. You know when you know when <laughs> someone puts something in your like they put your someone puts your yawning, uh. someone puts their finger in your mouth, and you're like oh get get your finger out my fucking mouth anyway and then they blow up the um bomb in his brain and that quotation mark kills him because there's a like right before the credits there's a scene where he's reforming which might be a sequel i'd watch a sequel minus two that'd be sick but yeah it's just oh man what a film man just everything you could want my mic is trying to take a dive do you mind hold on hold on i'm good just keep continue No, no, I'll I'll stop time. It's just yeah. yeah, a very enjoyable film. Um, it was made for the cinema, like oh, such yeah. a spectacle. I couldn't imagine watching it like just on my laptop. Like no. it's not the same. So I'm so glad I got to go see it at the cinema. And I was talking about it after the film, and I'm going to re say it again. But mm. like, yeah, the character of um Shikishima, like that him as an actor, like just incredible. Like so guttural and I just found it really refreshing and it might be different for Japanese films and I'm going to be honest like very Mm. ignorant with like watching a lot of foreign films sure but like when you watch an action film especially like a western one the main protagonist like the male protagonist is often so stoic and unfazed like he'll just be hit again and again with like traumatic events people dying him getting like you know wounded and all of this stuff and he just takes on the chin and he's like oh yeah we have to keep we have to like do what's right and we have to like win or you know mm. and like the extent of the emotion that he shows is like you know a single tear that falls down his cheek or whatever and he wipes it away but it was it was just so refreshing to see this character show like like this range of emotion like this level of like distraughtness it was just like it was so realistic to see like a veteran like having these PTSD episodes and like reacting to these deaths and everything. And it was just like, it just made him seem more real, more relatable. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, I, 
I agree. It's nice to see a character who would freak the fuck out the exact same way I would freak the fuck out if I was in his situation. Exactly. But and then but then powering through and doing the right thing, even though he is freaking the fuck out. And that's what true strength is. That's what true bravery is, is continuing on even when you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really because like it's a really simple movie, so there's not much for me to really talk about. Uh it's like the its cinematography looks really good. Oh, how, do you want to guess how much it costs to make this? Oh, it's expensive, right? It's not. Well, guess, just guess. It's over a million, definitely. Um, I mean, that's a low ball. Every movie's over I a know, million. I know. I get it because of just money. I'm gonna say, oh, it's it's high. I need to aim high. Eighteen aim high. million. Eighteen. Eighteen million. Eighty yeah. or eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, should I be oh, going yeah. out? Oh, 80, should you? 80, 80? 80, 80. Yeah. Oh, okay. You shouldn't have let me um choke you out like that. Uh, it was 15 million. I oh, wow, that was close <laughs> to Um no, they made this for 15 million and it looks awesome. I do want to point out and this is something that other people pointed out for me as well. So like I didn't do my own research on this. I just heard this from other places. Uh-huh. Apparently visual effects in japan like the artists are paid fuck all basically and like animators oh. as well so like I, I think there's a lot of crunch that went into this movie as well so i think there's a lot of unpaid yeah. labor that went into this oh. uh in in like a poor way but they made one good looking movie that's for sure i know well um, i hope they're proud of themselves that's i, I know it's yeah. very typical to just be like so over, like I mean, animators so overworked. America gets fucked on too, but I think the rules oh, yeah. in America stop them a little bit less than in Japan. Like Japan is a really poor work culture thing. Like it's it's very yeah, toxic over there. Yeah, I want to just quickly talk. Say, I think the one thing this movie drops a little bit is I actually think while Godzilla looks good, the design of him is not my favorite. I just think I can agree with that. Yeah, I. This is the one thing I think the MonsterVerse does better than the two Japanese movies I've seen. I think Godzilla looks really sick in the MonsterVerse movies. Like he looks really cool in those. In this one, and also in Shin Godzilla, he has like a goofy grin on, like continuously. He's continuously just kind of going around like, "Hey guys, it's me, Godzilla," and he looks like a he looks like a dude. And then he gets spooky when he opens his mouth, and then like when like the the scene where he bites the train is pretty cool, and he looks spooky there. But then when he's just kind of moving around, he's just grinning. He's he's yeah, got like, his cheeks, he's got his teeth out. He's going, "Hey guys, you guys want to see my Pokemon cards?" It's like, and I also <laughs> I also noticed just like with like his body design, he kind of was like snatched. Like he kind of had dude. like. He is and like cheeked a up, little snatched waist. And I was like, he, okay, his body is like kind of killing it. He's cheeked up. Damn, boy, he's thick. I mean, obviously, I think that's kind of. Uh, I think, I think the 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 cheeked up thighs, at least, it makes sense because he's meant to be able to float. And obviously, that was like that point where he's just floating in the water, but his waist is above the water, so he must be really mm. buoyant below that. And while I get it for a practical reason, it's not as intimidating as you would hope but yeah the, the spines look really cool like his back is really yeah. sick and in action he looks really good in general though like he just look it looks really good i just think maybe the design is not my preferred but it's the one thing yeah also i went to this with a friend of mine and before we thought about the, the cheeked up thighs we were kind of qu- questioning because you know there are the parts where he's floating above the water with like it's, he's not standing he's floating 
but he's yeah. above the waist. And so we're wondering, like, is he's like kicking his legs like furiously, like, <laughs> like the, the stable, so which, which would be very funny, but that's not what he's doing. He's just floating because he's got, he's got lifesaver thighs. He's thick thighs. You know what? Thighs. Good for body positivity. Anyone, any body type can do anything. And Godzilla is proving that thick thighed people can go out there and act as a metaphor for atomic blasts. He kind of reminded me of like, you know, that meme that's like male animated characters and female animated characters. Like the female ones are like overtly like curvaceous and like kind of sexualized and like really feminine. The males are like just like straight. (laughs) That's what he reminded me of. Like, Like the real like, real like hourglass shape as like for like a female character and i was like is godzilla like a lady like what's going on nah they're they're reversing the gender roles it's it's looking forward to the future respect respect but yeah i like i said this movie is really simple it's like what it's what's good about it is what runs through the whole movie so we've kind of already covered like the characters are good the so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah the destruction of godzilla is really good the action you get with godzilla is really good but then it also just works as a character drama about a guy who was meant to kill himself during World War II and then didn't, yeah. and then just how everyone, how, and how he rebuilds his life from that, and how everyone reacts to him still being alive. So that's mm. it's interesting. It's uh, but I don't think there's much more to talk about really. Like, it's yeah, a I mean, simple we could movie. go into like all of the little bits and bobs, but there's yeah, not much point overall, though. Yeah. Point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Tachi Bono sick character um when he yeah. when he when he hears that shikishima didn't kill himself and he's like yes uh i was like yes i mean that i was, was like so yes anyway lovely. but just it's just once again the characters are so good and you feel for them and you want and when they are joyous you're joyous and when they are sad you're bawling your eyes out because it's time oh god you can't, so I, many emotion, times emotion's hard and i can't handle emotion because i am stunted <laughs> emotionally did you have a little cry when you watched it no but i don't cry in most films though that's not this film's fault that's just my inability to feel things gotcha gotcha i cried a lot and i'm glad you did i'm glad you did (laughs) yeah because that is healthy and Uh, i was surprised i really was not no i was not mentally prepared (laughs) for it and it really got me so not props to them i guess a godzilla movie to break my heart just did not no, expect it. it like okay the i don't want to be like causing controversy but it's mm. always a little bit tricky with um like child actors that young when they're like crying and being distressed because they're too young to know how to actually act they're child so, children children <laughs> Get children and like you know you get to a certain age where children can know the difference between like faking emotions and things like that but i feel like mm-hmm. when they're that age like they're being um like someone's evoking that out of them so like yeah. seeing the little girl cry like you know that's real for her in like whatever mm-hmm. circumstance that that was caused so yeah. like it just added that extra like oh god you know like stop crying you're, crying you're making me character. cry <laughs> yeah you're crying because of you know for the character of her being an or like you know almost an orphan yeah and then you're also crying because you're like why is she crying like what have they done to her what they do what um what 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 what, like toy did they steal from her that make her cry like that (laughs) i know because like she she went ham like she puts her it wasn't like a little sniffle she puts her whole into it like she's all in yeah like she was very distressed 
Um, I mean, that's, there was a very there was one funny moment in the cinema yeah. when they're all sitting around for dinner, mm-hmm. and the little girl goes, "Um, Daddy," and he's like, "I'm not your dad." Yes, someone in the cinema was the funniest. Someone in the cinema was like, "Jesus, that was so funny." No, that was our reaction. That was my friend's reaction too. When we saw it, they were like, "All right, you could just like be a bit nicer about it. Like, you didn't have to go that hard." It was so yeah, it everyone, was funny though. Everyone was like, "Oh, damn, damn this guy not hates this words. girl. No, he's not letting any uh, delusions occur at all." <laughs> anyway, but. It was rough, but he gets over it and he learns to love people and his war is over. She asks him, is his Sumiko asks, is your war over? And he's like, my war is over. And then the movie ends. he chose to live. He chose to live. Because like, yes, we knew that like the seat was an ejected seat. Like we sort of caught onto that, but I was still not sure if he was going to live because like he could have chosen to just dive in there. Like, yeah. but he chose, he made the decision to live. So it was like, it was very lovely. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, as right. mentioned, very simple movie, hard to continuously talk about it um, without just <laughs> basically touching on the same points over and over again. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up there. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we've set our piece. Yeah. Cool. So do you want to, do you want to give your rating? <gasps> oh no. Okay. Do you have one? Dude, come on. I sort of, (laughs) listen, I have one, but it's not that good. Amount of times I violently sobbed to a big lizard movie. Four out of five. Hey. Uh, For me, it's, um, so they they take me out on a boat, right? And then four times they drop me into the ocean and bring me back up. And then on the fifth time, they just kind of leave me down there. So that's (laughs) (laughs) 4.5. What a what a banger! Thank you very much. I try so hard. <laughs> what does this podcast become? Uh, we have fan mail. <laughs> do, 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 do. Fan mail. Oh, we actually we have do? fan mail this time. Yeah, I don't. No I don't way. have to. Um, I don't have to think of something weird or wacky to do this week. I actually have fan mail. We have two That's pieces hilarious. of fan mail. Um, no I was considering way. only I was considering only doing one so I could use on one of the other ones next week so I don't have to think of something weird to do next week. That's but true. that's unfair for the fans that who actually write in. So we have a message. We have a message on Instagram, which I will get right now. Oh. Me, have um, you read these before? There. No, these are new. These are completely oh. new. Oh, so I've read them, but I oh, okay. had to see what was on them to know if they're yeah. worth like allowed to be put on yeah, the show. But <laughs> yeah, true. so here we go. Uh, this is a this is a message from Instagram because you can get in touch with us on Instagram. Uh, loved the French flavored episode. Citizens Max's and Mitchell's accents are as are as authentic as McDonald's French fries. <laughs> uh, love the idea of Wolverine, Gladiator, etc. playing the parts in The Miserables, plus an insightful discussion of Napoleon. I will watch the four-hour-plus release to see if it resolves any of the criticisms. Keep it up, Le Papa de Mitch. So my, my dad, that's my, Aww, my dad. <laughs> that's so lovely. Um, thank you very much, Dad. Uh, we tried our hardest with those accents, so I'm glad that uh, someone appreciated them. Uh, I mean, yeah, McDonald's fries are definitely, you know, authentic to McDonald's, or, you know, whatever. So. I don't, so I don't know if you, you haven't listened to that episode. What I did was I described the 
uh, plot of Les Mis using all the uh, different characters, other act, uh, the, the actors, different characters that they played. So obviously um, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. So I said, Wolverine runs away from the guy from Gladiator because it's Russell Crowe. And then yeah. so on and so forth. Because every single actor in that's like famous and has done other characters. Yeah. Anymore. So I, I just did that basically. Good bit. Clearly enjoyed by at least my dad. And yes. yeah, uh, we did also discuss Napoleon and we did say there'll be a four hour cut because there's like a four hour cut coming to um, Apple wow. TV when it comes out then. But yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but thank you, dad. Thank you for writing in. Please do it again if you ever wish to. We need more fan mail. <laughs> we need more fan mail. And we also have the very, I didn't think I did the fan mail intro thing. I'll just put it in, in the mm. back. I'll do it in the post. We also have the first ever view, uh, listener review. <laughs> I got the words what? mixed up. We have the first ever listener review. So here we go. Hey, potty fam. Long time listener, first time reviewer. Last week, I saw Maestro, the biopic about Leonard Bernstein. Despite being jet lagged and nearly nodding off at one point, I enjoyed it. The story focuses more on Bernstein's marriage and relationships than his career, but it does explore both. And in parentheses, while I haven't fact-checked anything, in parentheses, I learned a couple of things I didn't know about either. Specifically, that he got his big conducting break by standing at the last minute for someone who was sick, and also that he was bisexual. While I think he was pretty closeted, it was nice to see a bi man's sexuality represented so naturally. The transformation of Bradley Cooper into Bernstein was certainly impressive, but I did find his performance a bit awkward once or twice to the point of pulling me out of the story at pretty climactic moments. That's being picky, though. Carrie Mulligan, on the other hand, was a show stealer for me. In parentheses, love her. Overall, it was super heart-wrenching and definitely got me in the feels, uh, in parentheses, possibly aided a little by the jet lag. I'm a massive fan of Bernstein's music, so a huge highlight for me was honestly just hearing a bunch of it through a cinema sound system. I would give the film three orchestras and a string quartet out of five. That's a wonderful review. That's really well put. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so Maestro came out a couple, maybe like last week or so. I think it's on Netflix as well, but there's a cinema release for it. It is something I'm like in the back burner to watch. I haven't got around to it yet. I'm a busy guy. What can I say? Uh, how about you? Have you heard about this or? I've not heard about it at all, but it sounds mm. really interesting. And um, yeah, well, would you would yeah. you watch it off of that review? Uh, maybe, yeah. You know what? Mm. I mean, I'm not big on biopics, to be honest. Mm. But they do drive a hard bargain, and it is lovely to hear that some male bisexuals are being represented in the media because it is nice. It is far and few between. Bisexuality does indeed have a bit of an erasure to it, which is a bit frustrating overall. Especially yeah. for men, especially mm. you barely you rarely see really? that in cinema. I don't know much. Yeah, about I would say this. I, I would say there's some more. Um, there's more female bisexuality like represented. It is often with oh. an undertone of like, it's often very like sexualized. It's not just mm. you know they're existing, being bisexual, having those relationships. I'd say the most positive one that off the top of my head would be Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But yeah, other ones like um, Rue from um, Euphoria, like she's bisexual in that, but is like a very sexualized character. 
And when her bisexuality is shown, it's like when she's cheating on her partner. So like, right. it's not the most positive. So, right. and yeah, I can't even think of any, except for like Nick from Heartstopper, who's openly bisexual. Other than that, mm. I can't really think of any bisexual men in film yeah. off the top of my head, which is kind of sad. When you said Rue, I was thinking of the little 12 year old girl from Hunger Games. And I was like, I don't remember <gasps> being bisexual. <laughs> Bisexual um, queen. <laughs> she got slayed. <laughs> Instead of slaying, she got slayed. Get it? I don't think I'm even she, thinking of the right character. She died. In, no, she's the she's the one that Katniss hangs out with in the first. Oh no one. no no yeah 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 I know. I actually just rewatched Hunger Games because I um, it's not Rue. It's Jules. Jules from Euphoria, not Isn't Zendaya's her... character. Oh okay. Different cool. Different character. I need to. I haven't watched that. I haven't. I haven't watched it by the way, so I wouldn't know. It's yeah, it's okay in it, some parts. I heard it was good, and then it kind of got bad or something. Like season one was really good, and then season two kind of dropped the ball a bit or something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, it's hard to keep other people's opinions on media, especially when I can barely remember my own opinions on media. Yeah, I'm pretty impressionable. But yeah, uh, thank you so much, potty listener for sending that in send us in some more fan uh fan mail uh you know i'll i'll do the outro now actually <laughs> uh let me just let me just do the interlude give me a second do, 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 do. fan mail you can hear where you can send us shit why listen to this outro right now so this has been the blockbusted podcast i have been definitely not a gecko mitch and i've just been jazz intriguing you can send us questions reviews and warranted hate mail at blockbustedpotty at gmail.com that's potty spelled p-o-double-d-i-e you can also find us on the app formerly known as twitter instagram and tiktok at the username bbpotty this week i'm going to ask you i didn't write a joke down this time so i have to think it up on the spot Real, real jazz moment, right? Am I right? Hey, <laughs> hey now. I'm gonna ask you to leave a comment below. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. Fifth we did and it. Final time. <laughs> Finally. That's good. You got me. Yeah, you got me. That's it's probably the best running gag we've had in any. No, actually, the <laughs> best running gag comment. was when I kept hiding BTS songs in the episode. Very nice. Yeah. No, I love. I'm very joke. funny. Say I'm funny. Say I'm funny. Funny. Oh, yeah. Damn. Damn, boy. Damn, boy. He's thick, boy. That's a thick-ass boy. Damn.